bada bing, bada boom. Walfer's in the room. Please don't mind my my peas, because we're trying something new. Oh, that all rhymed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we're currently sharing... One headset, not a microphone. A headset. Well, technically it is a microphone, because it has a head... It's, it's on your head. It's a headset with a microphone. But it's on your head. So but... I, we're, like, literally next to each other, like, never before. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are... Recording, literally, and she's taking selfies as we're recording. I want you guys to see <laughs> what we look like right now, because we're trying to figure out how to sort out our mics because you've been dealing with this neeing noise for far too long and we're getting tired of it too yeah but anyway you're doing most of the talking i'm gonna assume no it's um you know we always start the podcast by saying we don't want to do a heavy topic and then we end up doing a heavy topic so we're not gonna trick you this time we are doing a heavy topic Like like a pretty controversial one at best and i mean Right now, somewhere in the U.S., something is on fire. Police are tear gassing and beating innocent people because of the murder of another innocent African-American black man by the police. And... It would be remiss of us to just do a regular podcast and not talk about this because, you know, we are black people. And and, and honestly, many times before any of y'all jump into our comments or review our podcast and say, well, not all police is uh, bad. You shouldn't blanket it. I understand that. But we're talking like what? One out of 10. Like, come on, man. We're like one out of 100. But anyway. Um, yeah, so we just said, you know what, we're going to talk about this and we're going to give another perspective. And of course, it might be, it might be similar to what other people are seeing. It might not be, but I I guarantee most people are probably going to debate this with us. Yeah. Um, I've gotten into some, I've gotten into some pretty interesting debates today already on social media about this whole racism thing, specifically pertaining to black people. Um, I just want to make that clear. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want nobody talking about, oh, but there's racism for other races too. We know that. You will get your time to shine. We're not talking about you right now. We're talking about anti-black racism. We're also not talking about any other types of prejudice. So don't come in here, oh, but what about homophobia? Oh, but what about sexism? don't we're not talking about that right now either those are also very bad but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about how as black people especially living in north america it always feels like you're shouldering the responsibility of every person who's ever been black in in the human race and i was having this conversation with my my close friend as well just yesterday and we were saying she feels a similar way she feels pretty much like how i just said that once you're a black person you immediately feel like you shoulder you carry every other black person in the world on your on your shoulders and it's like 
that is why these events that are happening right now are so personal to people like us because yeah we're not in the states we're not americans we're not experiencing personally police brutality in this very moment but seeing it you see yourself i see my husband i see my brother my father my uncles my son every time i see another black person get killed in such a horrific unnecessary way and listen i'm, I'm just gonna let you all know yeah we live in canada but i myself firsthand have experienced police brutality for for things i have nothing to do with and i things i have no knowledge of so to anyone else in canada who thinks you're absolutely immune to this or you need to ignore it because you're in canada wake the hell up people need to open their eyes and realize that you're not you're not completely safe from this it exists it's out there and i'm just sick and tired of people thinking that because whatever happens in the states doesn't affect us it affects us immensely and um a personal story that actually happened to us and our family last year we went on a picnic with a church group and it was a bunch of us you know all of us are black people there was no other race in in the group there were at least 25 of us at a, a public park in our city and we're all chilling we're playing uh, i believe we're playing volleyball yeah yeah we're playing volleyball with you know um kids and adults alike my son is there and everything our son was there and police show up and immediately i'm thinking oh my god i when i see police i panic there's no other response i do not feel comfortable around police my my instinctive response to them is to be afraid and it was one was black and one was white and they came up to us and they're like oh hey what's what's going on over here we're like we're um we're just having a a picnic and i'm getting emotional just remembering it we're just having a picnic you know um and my heart is racing i immediately clutch my son you know behind me and they're asking you know simple questions and at the time oh i remember now at the time one part of the group was playing volleyball but myself my brother his fiance my husband my son the five of us were setting up a football net it was a portable football net when you guys call it soccer but whatever it's football Canada. feet to ball anyway i digress uh we were setting up a portable football net so they were asking us oh what's this we're like yeah it's just uh it's a football net you know it, it's ours we brought it here and the whole time i'm just thinking what do they want and they decided oh would you like some help and i'm looking at Jamal and I'm like he just like okay you know just just let him do whatever and they helped us set up the net and they stayed and played some game with us for a little bit they joined our volleyball game I mean for the most part they were harmless they didn't they didn't exude any like ill will to us in any shape or form 
but I don't remember ever being that terrified because all I could think about was what are what do they really want their presence alone just sh- just sent absolute fear through me and afterwards I had to go sit down and like try to recollect myself because I'm like what do they want it, it just it felt like harassment even though they weren't harassing us I still felt harassed at the end of the interaction that is that is how typically black people see police and you know what if anyone out there disagrees all power to you but anybody I know that's black when you see a police officer coming towards you your your instinct is to be afraid mind you we did say one was a black officer and nonetheless we still have to safeguard ourselves because I mean I'm standing in the corner eating food and I see two policemen approach my wife and my son my first instinct is, okay, what in the beep is going on right mm-hmm. now? You know, so I, I slowly make my way over to see what's going on. And I start realizing they're being all friendly, nice, nice. And I just told my wife, okay, give, give me give me my son. But I'm going to go take him somewhere else, go mm-hmm. to the washroom or something. And you just stay with the church group. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, for whatever reason, we could be out of regulations for setting up this net, whatever the case may be. I don't want to give them any reason to get upset. Mm-hmm. And then the both of you were there. Yeah. It because was, it I've, was I've seen it one too many times. Like, police don't care. If they feel like they need to apprehend you for whatever, man, woman, child, they're going to co- they're gonna get at you. Period. Yeah. And I don't care what any of you say in the comics either. Because, you know what? I have experienced this firsthand. I have seen these things. I have felt these things the discrimination and the embarrassment that comes with it and all of that to say watching george floyd i I couldn't even watch the video i still haven't seen i didn't watch the video in its entirety i saw literally the first couple seconds and then i stopped after they pulled him out of the police car because remember i told you like i can't see i can't watch that stuff yeah anymore. i got it, i get nightmares it gets me, um, like i have to think about my son growing up in a world like that like yeah. it, i don't want to see things like that it, it hurts me yeah so I, I we didn't watch it but i saw enough and read enough to get the picture of what happened and so i can imagine i don't even need to imagine i know the fear he had in that moment And I'm thinking about those eight minutes when he's there on the floor with a police officer's knee on his neck and he's begging for his life. And that fear was almost equal to what I felt that day just by these these two officers coming in my direction. Why? Because of years and years and years of this behavior and it's just hate there's no other reason for it there's no rationale for it racism is hate and i just wanted to express that in this this medium this podcast because i don't think i don't think people say that enough and again I was having a a similar conversation with another group. And as an educator, as a teacher, 
you know, we have to be so careful because we belong to bodies that, you know, tout and profess that they're anti-racism and they're all about equity and inclusion and stuff like that, um, which is great. But even in these structures that we have, they still don't get it. They still push this mentality that racism can be, you know, taught away. That if you talk about it enough, you know, and do kumbaya group sessions and everyone, you know, colors a different color of the rainbow on a piece of paper and and stands in groups for 15 minutes and talks, then, you know, it's all gone away. You can't unteach hate. At least I don't think so. I think once we get to the mentality that racism is hate, and that's why we have the term hate crimes, we need to deal with it as a problem that needs to be punished. That's what I believe. I believe in the same way that when a a restaurant or a bakery says, you know what? I'm not baking you a cake for your for your gay wedding. And that restaurant and or that bakery gets shut the hell down and those people lose everything. That's what needs to happen to racists. But instead, people come out and they're like, oh, they need to get equity training. Did anybody train the, the other people on, on, you know, anti-homophobia? When, you know you know, issues of of sexism come up, do we say, oh, they need to be trained? No. There's a harsher penalty for these things, but for some reason, when it comes to anti-black racism, it's we, the victims, who keep being told, no, but teach me so I can do better. Because I didn't know that that was racist. I didn't understand. Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. How, how much more do you need to see? What else needs to happen? How many more people need to die for people to see that this is a serious, serious problem that needs serious, serious consequences? Again, you pretty much said everything I could have said. Um, honestly... I'm tired of people also thinking that racism is something that you're born into. It's not. You're not born to hate black, white, Asian, green, blue. That is something that is taught. That is something that is acquired through people's and their attitudes and personalities. And equity training isn't going to get rid of years upon years of just hating a certain race, sex, whatever it's you just can't teach that and the more the that people delude themselves into thinking that hey we're gonna we're gonna get him sensitive we're gonna get him to understand don't worry y'all he apologized and he made a statement that family still lost somebody and you only arrested him and put him on charges because your city's on fire Mm -hmm. it took literally an entire city to blow the hell up and say we hate you all, and we're going to destroy your cars and fight you. Now we want to do something. Now we want to say he's a murderer. Look at the other day with with Ahmad. 
two men got in a truck and drove him down and killed him like a like a like a bloody animal like they were fox hunting while someone recorded it and it took months of outrage for them to finally arrest those men and those men weren't even police and and people people still have the audacity to say that you know it's not about hate what else could drive someone to do that but hate i think it's like society is so uncomfortable with just acknowledging that it's literally just hate it is not ignorance it's not i didn't know better it is hate it is vehement hate we have all these karens calling the police on black men making up stories about black men hurting them and their families and y'all eat it up because they know how much that fuels that hate it is a fire that has been ravaging this globe for centuries and every time it's it gets fed and then we turn to people of color and say hey here's a bucket throw some water on that it's like trying to doze a forest fire with a bucket every time you say oh let's teach them not to be so so angry imagine if instead of that approach we put our feet down once and for all and we push for harsher penalties in the justice system we push for for harsher penalties in the workplace we push for harsher penalties in every single facet of society I bet you they don't they're gonna have to stop I bet you they're gonna have to stop but if they know that if I do this if I say this if I treat children this way if I treat adults this way only because of their skin color all I'm gonna get is a slap on the wrist I'm gonna keep doing it and not only am I gonna keep doing it I'm gonna glorify it I'm gonna laugh in their faces because obviously they don't take it seriously they don't take it seriously with every other anti-fascist movement no one ever said let's go put Hitler in a classroom and teach him how not to be anti-semitic no but when it comes to this there's this approach that you know we should forgive and you know reteach them and, and move on we've been forgiving for years don't get it twisted we still forgiven out here and whether it be because of our faith or just because of our humanities at stake we are always out here trying to forgive but when when is it enough when when is it the line has been crossed and we just can't forgive because again like this is another situation where we're supposed to forgive and forget this is the second time a police officer has killed someone for no damn reason and they they put their so much pressure on the human body the boy the man can't breathe this is the second time you didn't learn from the first one and i mean obviously second time in the sense of recently we know it's been millions so don't get it twisted either and and again you know what you know what really pisses me off the police officer was being recorded the entire time and he just looked up at the camera like he like he hunted a deer 
Because that's what I'm saying. Because like, they know ridiculous. that nothing's gonna happen to them. They know nothing's gonna happen. So what if what if you give the power back to us? What happens then? Will you ask for our license and registration before beating the dog shit out of us? What? What is it gonna be? Because we all know the system is 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 programmed to be against us. That's why we were meant to lose this game from the very beginning. And you hear it in music, you see it in movies and television, you you see it in in art, you see it everywhere. Yep. And and I think the other big elephant in the room why people want to brush this all under a rug, the day we get rid of quote unquote, obviously it's not going to be 100%, but the day we get rid of racism is the day that so many parts of how the world runs falls apart. Look at what's happening right now with COVID-19. Getting rid of the human element being pushed and exploited in certain industries that had to literally come to a grinding halt because of this virus has had such a huge impact in the space of less than five months, right? March, April, May. We're just starting June. Businesses were failing. Like, as soon as, like, March 11 hit. Right? Businesses were freaking out. And I mean, this is, of course, in in North America. We already know it started earlier in, in China and other Asian countries. But what I'm seeing is just that. Think about that. That's a smaller scale than the impact of the people that benefit from racism. Imagine if we got rid of that. People would lose their livelihoods. There are people's livelihoods that's based on racism right now. Private prisons that make billions of dollars a year. If we get rid of unjust, unjust justice systems that target black males, they lose tons of money. If we get rid of the disproportionate number of children failing in schools because of their race, lots of people lose money again. So I want people to understand that literally systems are built on racism. We're not just talking about slavery. We're talking about right now. So we need to understand that this is not a simple battle. This is not, this is asking the masters to free you from their own free will. They're never going to do that. So you keep trying to reach to them to stop the problem they have caused. It's not gonna happen. And I hope that with the situation right now, people start getting that. When we rise up, When we work together, we, meaning black people, I'm not even talking about the white allies, no. I'm talking about we black people. When we come together as a force and not just to burn stuff down, which, you know what? Burn it down. Burn it down. Get your anger out. There's nothing wrong with, that's a normal human reaction. White people do it all the time. Watch Premier League and see what happens when someone's favorite team loses. They do it all the time. 
and no one calls it rioting. Oh, they're, they're, it's their youthful exuberance. Oh, they're upset their team lost. They're, they're mashing up tour buses, jumping up and down on cars and burning flags and everything, and no one bats an eye. So let's just call a spade a spade here. That language is racist in itself. So anyway, we're not going to dwell on that right now. But I'm just saying, burn it down, then build it up. Burn it down, but then build it up. So now is the time to put our heads together. And you know what? People have been doing it for years. There are so many social groups, financial groups, education groups scattered across the globe of people who have seen a need for us to come together as a black community in an effective way. But we're, we're scattered. We're not together. But now we need to come together. Now is a, it's an awakening. And we can do it. We have the tools to do it. We have seen through this virus that so much can be done even though we're physically apart. We're social distancing and we're still running our entire lives like nothing changed. So we can do this. The question is, do we want to? Or are we afraid? Are we afraid of another Tulsa massacre? Which, believe it or not, was on this day, May 31. Not that we should date podcasts, but yeah, we're recording May 31. On this day, almost 100 years ago, were the Tulsa riots. Where they burned Black Wall Street to the ground out of hate. We can do that again, globally. We already have an entire continent to call home. Why can't we do it in the whole world? That's my piece. I don't know what really to say any further. Um, as far as the, the what they call either writing or petitioning, um, whatever you might look at it and call it, um, it's it sucks that innocent people's businesses and 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 homes or whatever the case may be vehicles are being destroyed in all of this madness um i understand people's frustrations uh but i agree with the sentiment that some way somehow we need to unite as as not just as communities but as people of black people to smarten up look look at one another and say what have we been killing each other this whole time for? What are we trying to get out of ahead? Why are we always fighting to get ahead of each other? Because for every black guy that that gets out ahead of his brother, he leaves him to the street to sell to sell crack or or join gang affiliations and all this foolishness. The cycle continues, and I feel like you know a part of it is an education, is educating the youth as well as just black people who have just feel defeated and they're set in this way this attitude Mm -hmm. it's educating that we can get beyond what most other people think we can't Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to say that a single race is at fault um it's unfortunate that it is a constant thing where it's a white man killing a black man that we get that we keep seeing and this is what we kept getting getting frustrated about 
and I'm not saying I'm not gonna blanket this and say that it's just white people in general, because I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's a fair assessment. But I will say that it's the it's 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 of the it's of the majority now, like that that much is common knowledge. Like, yeah, for every one white person that you know sympathizes with us, there's forty more that hate us, and it's just. If if we're gonna allow other people to hate us, we need to be we need to take responsibility to love each other. We need to take responsibility to protecting one another, and not allowing these outside forces to tear us apart. The more we 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 look at it as this is my hood, this is my block, this is my sidewalk. The worse this is gonna get. So, my, my whole thing is just, let's look at one another and really try and work together here. And, again, if you're going to burn someone's business down, you got to rebuild that shit, in my opinion. Rebuild that in, in, in an image that you can be proud of, in something that you're not, you're not destroying someone's life because of your anger. Because at the same time, that, that's what you're potentially doing. And we as a community are responsible for that. So, again, let your frustrations out. But at the same time, understand why you're frustrated. Focus that energy to something that you know will benefit us in the long run as a people and as a community of people. You know, like, don't, don't make it indiscriminate. Don't make it random. Focus that all that energy and all that anger toward one single thing, and that is racism. Hate begets hate. Hate racism. Don't let racism hate us, and we continue to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Hate racism. Because we do. We hate, we're tired of it. And... The longer we sit here and try and tolerate other people's ignorance, the more people are going to get hurt. So don't sit there and tolerate it and act like all these all these people are acting like savages out in the street, hurting hurting other people for no reason and all this stuff. Because there is a reason. There, there's, there's a very good reason why that's all happening. So, you know... Just, I just, I don't, I, it's hard for me to get the, get my thoughts together because, again, like, I'm just so, I'm so tired of it. Like, I'm really, really tired of seeing it. It's a difficult thing to process. And at the end of the day, again, this special episode of the podcast is really for that purpose. It's, this special episode of the podcast was really just to, to say our piece, to give you know, an understanding from just simple, simple people. You know, we hear a lot of celebrities talking. We hear a lot of big wigs talking. We don't often listen to each other enough. And that was the goal for this podcast. So we hope we gave you something to reflect on and maybe even 
echoed some of the thoughts you had. And you know what? If you disagree, that's also okay because these dialogues are important, but they need to happen. We need to hear dissenting voices and, and other voices and come up with a viable solution. Uh, you know what? And, and you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I want to understand, if, if any of you are listening to this and you do echo a difference of opinion and you do think that maybe we're absolutely wrong, I want to understand your thought process so you could understand mine and maybe we can come to an agreement that maybe 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 you're wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't matter because we understand one another. There's no reason for us to dislike one another because we can have a conversation not as black, white, Asian, but just as people. Just as people. And that's just my stance on that. Thank you all for listening. Be safe. Protect your mental health. And remember that we have more power than we think.